Woo us. Sorry. Woo us. <laughs> no. We, we demand to be back on low, low, low. <laughs> okay, let's not get demonetized now. Oh, wait, we're not monetized in the first place. Getting tabled. Yeah. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. future people and i'm back in this episode of getting tabled with your other host the bruce hello and unlike george i do remember that captain socks exists appreciate it bruce yeah. I, I got this for almost two years and i finally didn't recognize in this podcast and then george finds a way to not get it included anyway those that are watching the video version of this might actually know what we're talking about i'll see if i can include it somehow Anyways, um, we'll, we'll start the new year off uh, uh, right. I'll get the uh, the bumper fixed. I uh, amongst sometime. Um. <laughs> for those that are wondering, um, I have been working on our bumpers to recreate them and update them a little bit in some cases. Um, but due to technical limitations, we're sticking with the old ones for another episode for the year. Oh, sure. we're, we're sticking with them for the year. So. <laughs> Shall we discuss some recently updated topics and stuff? Uh, this thing right here? Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, that stuff. Uh, Battleforge has a beta? Yeah, so we knew that this was coming out. Um, so this is 40k for those that are going, what's Battleforge? Um, so 40k's army builder has finally come out in its beta form. Um, I have not had the chance to actually use it personally. Uh, it is only available on mobile devices. I know that's going to annoy some people, but I'm not really surprised that that's gone that way. Well, so this is actually like the second beta I've seen a uh, year and a half ago. It was available only on the website. And that thing was a pile of heart heart little, 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 hot garbage back then. I've so. not used it, so what I'm about to say could be complete trolls just having a go at Games Workshop, so because that happens it. all the time. So, but from I, what I've heard, it's not much better this time so far. I have, about, I have the app on my phone for oh. Victory at Sea as well as uh, Black Seas from Warlord Games. Oh, yeah. Those are the only two that I have the... Uh, the data for to build armies and so far it doesn't seem to be that bad um it'd be nice to have a little bit more information about this wait this hang on, stats hang, hang, hang on socks uh are you talking battle scribe the the one that looks like oh, oh, oh yeah 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 sorry battle yes scribe. he is yeah 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 no so th this is uh gw's uh intellectual property army builder now if they... to, to be fair it's not a, it's a not a bad comparison to make though yeah. um Accidentally well, or otherwise, he is right. It's Battlescribe has been around forever. Battlescribe, Battlescribe is so good sometimes that that's why I prim primarily don't buy codexes because I can get all the rules I need from Battlescribe from the uh, library for whatever army I'm using. Which is why their poorly attempted joke went down so well because people have been kind of waiting for that to happen, right? <laughs> 
for those um, that are wondering, there was a there was a programmer that works for Battlescribe that decided to make a joke that they'd been cease and desisted, which they weren't. Um, probably not the most intelligent of jokes to have made. Well, at least as a joke, and not like you know, hey, let's use Holocaust footage to uh, promote our new. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say it's the, been so, an interesting year. Yeah, Olka. Oh so if they have learned anything from, uh, I believe it's called Azure, the uh, uh, Age of Sigmar army builder that uh, Games Workshop has, um, if they've done anything as far as like mimicking that, it'd be a really great app. Uh, well, I Azure, not... I haven't used. I have used everything but Azure, and everything works really, really well. Uh, but they've Azure. had, what, three years, four years now to work on that? I've been using Azure longer than that, and it's been working great from the get-go. Yeah. So um, if you haven't tried it, Bruce, I highly recommend you give it a shot. The only reason I haven't yet is because my Skaven aren't ready to play with, and I didn't want uh, to pay for it until they were ready to play with. Uh, it's free to download. Uh, to use it, uh, you don't need to do a monthly sub. The monthly sub is for actually building an army. And yeah. for me, that's a dollar a month. Yes, it's like not much more than that here. Um, it's, it's the reasonable. only thing I know of, apparently when this, because this first launched alongside the Blood Angels and there was an error in there. I don't remember what it was. Something about Flesh Terrors had a rule wrong in the thing or something. But otherwise, it's just the usual, it's going to be crap. I may as well just use Battle Scrub trolling stuff. But look, it's out. We've been knowing it's been coming for a while. I just... I need to have a play with it, and um, given what we're chatting about later, I will have a reason to. And I am currently trying to find it to download it, but I can't find it, so we'll just move on. Well, the link that I provided, if you go to that, it will give you a link to the app store. Right, I'll um, pull that link up on my phone, so, but yeah. Um, ooh. Yes. So, we've covered Archon's incoming battle, um, sort of battle, uh, board game a couple of times now. We have seen He-Man. Currently up exclusively for our Patreons is Skeletor. Um, that will be going live to everybody else at some stage tomorrow. Um, and we've now got She-Ra. So She-Ra is on Swiftwing. This, in theory, should be the biggest of all of them because it's a horse with wings, not just a cat with armor on. Um, and those wings look like they're about the size of the horse alone. Yeah. Um, spoilers video. for those that haven't seen the video. Uh, what I did find with Skeletor is, unlike the He-Man figure, this didn't come in foam, which is odd. But this one came not broken, unlike my He-Man one. So I can't complain. Um, it was a very easy fix for those that haven't seen the video. Um, I'm kind of hoping we're coming to the end of these preview limited edition things because I can't continue to pay twice as much for postage as I'm paying for a figure. Um, I'm kind of guessing that we'll probably get Hodak as well because if we've got She-Ra we'll probably get Hodak. It would make yeah. sense. So I just I just realized this when you're talking about He-Man and Bellacat I just realized I want to get that and uh, paint it and mod it to make it look like Joe Exotic. <laughs> I kind of want to say that now. Um <laughs> Do it. It'll be cheaper for you to do that with the Seaman one. If and when we get that. For those that haven't been listening to us for some time, about 
eight or nine months ago, we had this conversation that I started where we talked about eight. I think Captain Sucks was away at this point, or it was just before he left. Yeah. Where like eighties franchises that would work really good as tabletop games, and He Man is the one that I suggested. At that point in time, nobody had made any games, and now we have two of them coming. One of which was by Simon, which disappointed me, uh, and the other one is by Archon Studio. Obviously, um, Archon's been kind of pushing their limited edition stuff to hype things up. Archon is only selling theirs in Europe. Simon is only selling theirs everywhere else. So it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Um, is so, it Mattel that owns? No, it's is it, yeah, it's Mattel that owns He-Man, I think. It's, uh, yeah, it's Mattel. Um, so th- the one thing I will say, and, and this may be uh, nothing, because, well, you can answer the question. So look at the, the base on the She-Ra. It looks like it's the same kind of plastic mold as the Super Fantasy Brawl figures. Is it does correct? look very similar, yeah. Um, it's kind of hollow underneath, like our ones are, but it's resin, not plastic. Okay. But so, otherwise, like details, it is roughly about that size. It's a 25 mil size. Okay. Underneath, it says Mattel and Archon, and otherwise, it's just like generic rocks and stuff because you're not allowed to have a tabletop mini unless it's standing on a generic rock. Right. Um, I have a feeling... Um, just kind of throwing things out and seeing where it'll stick. I have a feeling that Mattel is going to regret splitting the license between two companies because I just don't see this going. They're both companies that make really good products, but ultimately there's going to be people that will get annoyed that they can't buy one or they can't buy the other. Um, and that's I can see that backfiring to some extent when these eventually come out. There's already people upset that they can't get their hands on this. Uh, by rights, I shouldn't be able to get my hands on this, which is why I'm having to pay so stupid amounts of money for it. Well, and I, and I think that goes to, you know, I also think maybe Mattel is slightly smart on this for, <laughs> excuse me, the truly dedicated fans that have the capability and ability to That's get fair. both. I mean, which which is going to make you more money, you know, you know, two manufacturers selling, a, you know, your intellectual property that, you know, there's going to be a percentage of the players that are going to buy both. Yeah, fair. So, did you ever watch He-Man as a kid, Captain Sucks? Uh, briefly, not very much. And I make this reference in my video, but I think the answer should be pretty obvious. Who's the best character in the He-Man series? Uh, Ram Man. No, it's Skeletor. It's clearly Skeletor. He insults everybody. He's awesome. Yeah, but but Ram Man rams. Yeah, He-Man. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> We've got another advent calendar from TT Combat. Uh, oh, but first we're talking so about are you doing Carnival. Yeah, Carnivale have a. This was announced the day before, I think. I want to know. This is Tuesday, December first. Yeah. So there's a new two-player starter set coming for Carnivale, which is by TT Combat. Um, this is a license they picked up when. A company was going out of business, um, not Hawk War Games. This was someone else. So this is like an updated version. In this, you're getting, I believe it's the Doctors, and I'm trying to think who the other group is. Wait, oh, it's the Doctors in the Guild. So I just scrolled down really quick, and uh, 
this is the shocking part. This two-player starter is retailing for 35 pounds. Yeah, it's insane. And it's coming with it's coming with card terrain and everything. Um this is probably one of their better best moves. Um not to say that their moves aren't they usually are pretty good with their moves, but they're doing a two-player starter set for 35 bucks. It's coming roughly with the same amount of stuff that comes in your drop zone starters, not the two-player, but the single-player. Yeah. Um, with a game like this where it's all skirmish, you kind of, for a tabletop game, you kind of want to start with small stuff and be able to expand outwards. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, like, obviously you couldn't do that with Warhammer because you couldn't play a game, but um, same with Drop Fleet. You couldn't play a game with two ships, but... Yeah. It does work quite well with this. You're getting bridges, you're getting a boat, uh, you're getting generic terrain, there's buildings. It actually looks quite good, to be honest. I mean, 3D stuff is always going to look better in the case of the boats, but for what it is, this looks really nice. For, for, for the roughly 50 bucks uh, for in US dollars, uh, that's, a, that's a hell of a good deal. Yeah. I mean, every time I see more. More Carnivale, I'll get tempted again. I own a whole heap of stuff from the first time Carnivale came out, and it never really took off, despite it having amazing rules. It's another one of those like really cinematic games where you can, like, there's rules for like running up buildings and diving down to kill people, and um, but nobody picked it up, so I never ended up playing it. Yeah, but eight minis for you know fifty bucks. I mean, that's that's a solid deal. I mean, that's. Better than your tax squad of Primaris. Yeah. Well, and you get three buildings with it too, like we were talking about, and all those little car- other cardboard punch outs. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get the, the stuff to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're moving on to the advent calendar. Day one was our first love. Well, sorry, day seven, because they started on day seven. Um, being Drop Fleet Commander, and we're getting expansion kits for the space station. Of like actual guns and stuff, more darker, lots of darker. It's it's the one thing that they needed. There has been people that's kind of manually been doing this with like just destroying ships to do it, uh, but I, I'm really happy to see that we're actually getting some they proper some stuff in the original kit, but not as detailed as the stuff that we're seeing here. Yeah, now this stuff is going to be resin, not hard plastic, uh, which is fine. Um, I'm only mentioning that because it's um, different from the original kit. The other thing that they mention in this, which I hadn't actually been aware of, but the original Space Station kit is one of the best-selling drop fleet boxes they've ever had. Well, Um, you know why, right? You've got to build anything out of it you want. Yeah, exactly. It's so modular. You can... Well, no. A PHR player is going to buy it. A UCM player is going to buy it. Scourge and Shaltaria will probably buy it. So you got everyone buying it versus, you know, you know, this part of the group play, you know, buying Shaltari and then UCM, but everyone's going to buy that. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this works. I really like the idea of building the defense lines and everything. I kind of like the idea of building scenarios around the space stations, kind of like what Beasts of War did a while back. Oh, the uh, mega station? The, yeah. I'd kind of love to see that. Imagine the docker you could put on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> day eight, or day two, for those that can count. Um, sorry, Lewis, I'm just having fun. Is some Wild West kits. 
uh, like MDF terrain kits, and these look amazing. Not just Wild so, West kits, but also Wild West uh, New Mexico, like Southern Southwest. West kits. Because that so is, I wouldn't have known enough about Wild West to have made that connection. Yeah, you got some yeah, uh, Arizona Southwest U.S. New Mexico. Nice. Yeah, because because you're like your first picture there. That's like you know your average you know Wild West town. Uh, you know, next two buildings. Uh, that one's a ranch ranch house kind of thing. And yep. I did something with my cursor. Oh, and I made it really big so I can see everything. Uh, the uh, so the next the one's ranch, the church. The then you got the rundown. Right. This next one is very like uh, Southwest uh, America, um, like Adobe Santa style. Bay. Yeah, Adobe. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you got a very uh, Spanish missionary looking type building with the. Uh, They've the done some really jobs. really good work here. I mean, my first thought for this is Wild West Exodus because, of course, it is. Um, um what's that game we just talked about where it was like uh, the Indians and oh, the new Warlord one. Yeah, where it's like they're mythological creatures coming to battle with them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, I could see that. that depending on how far they expand and like, do they bring in you know the the invading white man? You know, this could perfectly fall in for, for that game too. Um, I think my favorite. Sorry, I'm scrolling too fast. My favorite building is definitely the ranch, the ranch house, because I just love how modular that is. But I love what they've done with the church. I love the fact that I can remove the church's bell tower and it just kind of becomes a little monastery thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost two kits in one. You could buy two or three of these and have completely different looking pieces at a glance. Uh, I love the fact that there's a windmill. I haven't seen somebody do a windmill yet. I mean, I'm sure there's some out there, but I've never, I haven't seen one. Uh, um, the uh, the uh, Spanish uh, uh, um, church? Yes, uh, the um, the mission. Yes, there, I just said that I could. Th- thank you, Captain. You did say it about two minutes ago. Words are yeah. hard. Uh, that could be a great like uh, display board piece for an Adeptus Sororities uh, army. You know, Sisters of Battle. I, I also like the fact that the very last shot they have. I rather if you're too familiar with the TV series. Uh, oh, I've just completely forgotten the name of the show. Deadwood. Uh mm-hmm. yes. I'm with, sorry, uh, but that is the main street of Deadwood, right there. Uh, with Al Swearingen? Yep. Such a Except great that's idea. not Al Swearingen's bar. Al Swearingen's bar is on the other side. That is the nasty man's bar. <laughs> to get stabbed. Uh, great looking set. I wish I had more of a reason for a, a Wild West um, terrain set. I can think of a reason for you to buy it. So, <laughs> so I can have Wild West Exodus? Mm-hmm. You're already saying you want to buy it, but you've got nobody to play with. You're a jerk. Yep. Um, up next is, like, all of the Drop Zone Commander. Like, just all of it. Um, they're releasing a whole heap of ultimate, ultimate builds for stuff. Um, I think this first model is my favourite, the UCM. Um, yeah, totally yeah. The, what's I'm the name of the Batmobile from the modern ones? The Tumbler. It's totally not the Tumbler. There we go. Now everything's loaded. Uh... No, it's not the Tumblr, because the Tumblr has four wheels, and this is six. Yeah, I'm just... It reminds me of the Tumblr. That's not a bad thing. No. Uh, I've seen that little jet before, PHR. Yeah, the PHR, yeah they're just uh, swapping out the missile batteries uh, instead of the stealth batteries, or stealth missiles that you get normally. 
Yeah, we've seen a version of this Scourge thing before as well um, that had been not available for some time, and obviously now we can see why. Is it Eden's dinosaur? But there's also a normal version of it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the, that might uh, be the next one I'm thinking of. I think the next one I'm thinking of is the Eden's dinosaur. Okay, so not knowing drop zone as well as I fleet, what is the Sheltari thing there, Socks? Do you have any sort of clue? I have no idea. It looks somewhat uh, familiar to a uh, uh, an Nario tank, if I remember correctly, off of my uh, drop zone. I like the description of this. Don't ask me what these are, because I don't okay. know. All I know is the faction they belong to. But don't fear, all factions will be receiving reinforcements next year. So Drop Zone is going to continue to get good stuff in 2021. So th so, there's a lot of speculation. Someone was saying that, like, you know, it's gate, you know, for the troops and everything, or, like, you know, for bigger troops. You know, and someone's asking if it's, like, you know, something from a drop fleet that's been brought in. And, and that made me think, you know, maybe it's, like, a microwave array. Well, it's definitely not a gate. Because, no, it's, oh, it's no, it could not, be, because they could be coming out through the back there. Yeah. Um, now that if this is, if here, let me pull up this uh, this link for you, and I'll put it in our chat. So this is one of the Shaltari commanders. It's the crocodile tank. It's for uh, it's a commander, one of the famous commanders, and that's the frill that you see on the back. But then that long front piece almost looks like a big cannon or energy weapon of some sort out the front along the. Oh spine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Apologies mm. to our video users. Our video is going to go weird for a second. <laughs> well, the only way that I can do that when you're in Discord is for me to go and click on the link and it screws around with the video. Here, I'll put it in our messenger for you, Bruce. No, nah, it's all good. I've got it now. Okay. All right. So, this is the... Oh, yeah, no, I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that's definitely it. So, it's a new version of the crocodile. Yeah, it's going to be a cross between a crocodile or an Ariel or a Cayman tank. Some, something around there, it's, which is a big, heavy grav tank. Yeah. Right. Well, so so, so the look at this thing. This looks awesome. My, my my thought is though, looking at it, it was like so. If the one you posted up socks, you know, it's got a big you know particle ants looking cannon. This is like yep. a long array. This looks like it's going to go in somewhere and park, and then just go boom out. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I love that paint scheme they've got going for that too. That blue with the white and the red looks amazing. Yeah, for the crocodile. Yeah. Moving on, day ten. Is Rumble Slam. For those not familiar with Rumble Slam, it's Blood Bowl, but with wrestling, which for a Cthulhu. tabletop game just works in every way it possibly could. Cthulhu. Um, in it, yeah, it's Cthulhu, basically. Um, you've got two gorgeous-looking wrestlers here on the side, some ugly-looking monster that's with them. Um, there's a dwarf that has a Cthulhu head, and I'm not sure what this gargoyle-looking thing is. I'm going to say it's a gargoyle-looking thing. Um, I, I would say this is like a couple of these are very eldritch uh, inspired. Oh, very much so. So the gargoyle looking thing is apparently a shadowling hanger, a moody teenager that just enjoys hanging out. Oh, and flying on the turnbuckles. We've got a character called the narcissist, which is the male and a dark elf sadist. Oh, she's holding a knife. Oh, nice. I hadn't seen that. And what's the giant thing called? The giant thing is called the Throwing Shade. Um, oh, no, it's the Gordon. Uh, sorry, the Gorgon. Oh, no, sorry. The Gorgon is what they are. The Throwing Shade is what the creature is. And it's the mother 
to all of them. Um, I'm probably going to end up buying this, I suspect. Uh, if I don't, Tom will. I may, I may not be allowed to buy this because Tom might want it, um, which is one of the people I play Rumble Slam with. <laughs> but um, there is nothing about this that I don't love. This particular game is how I first became aware of TT Combat as a company. Um, as far as I know, it was the first game that they released. I could be wrong on that, though. Next up, we are going back into Carnivale, though. And this is the last of the reveals so far. So next year, they're expanding the Carnivale range with a whole bunch of miniatures. Uh, they're showing off some new apprentice doctors that look quite nice. And by nice, I mean nasty. Uh, there's also some stuff there for the guild, which is like a city guard type thing, both male and female sculpts, which is nice. Um, the next one is an early design thing, and I'm not familiar with that logo. So I think I think these might be a new faction by the look of it. Um, do, do you know what the feel I get from this artwork? What feeling do you get? I'm getting a Legend of Korra feel from the, the artwork and the, the, the shape of the characters. Yeah, I could see that. Carnivale is based... I think, let's, let's continue. Uh, the Vatican have some new stuff. Um, I like the guy that's got his face covered, personally. Uh, and there's a Strigoi down there as well. Um, Carnivale is based in Venice. Um, there's like a portal thing that opened above the city and everything's kind of gone to hell. Um, and the doctors are like supposed to be like your... Um, mental health workers, but they're all completely twisted and experimenting on their um, patients and coming up with horrible monsters. Um, the guild is the thieves' guild, basically, uh, but they're the closest thing to the good guys you actually have. Um, Strigoi are vampires, for those that are not familiar with that term. Uh, the Vatican have kind of interfered and tried to clean things up for for the Vatican, and yeah, it, it's it's quite in-depth. Um, and at the end, there's a reminder about the £35 starter set, which is very, very tempting. But that's it from TT Combat. For now. At this point. For now, yes. Um, either of you guys have favourites for what we've seen so far? I'm liking the, uh, some of the group drop zone stuff. I haven't played drop zone in a while. I've uh, been meaning to get back into it, but some of those new drop zone sculpts are looking awesome. Yeah. I uh, think the space station might be mine. Wild West terrain, hands down for me. Yeah. Sounds like he's getting Exodus there, Bruce. Shush. <laughs> he hasn't said that he's going to get it, but he's definitely going to get it. You should totally get it, George. Up next, um, during the, uh, the Video Game Awards, whatever, they, there is actually a proper name for it, but I'm just going to call it the Video Game Awards. The um, G-Dub showed off the Dark Tide trailer, which is a video game. It's basically Vermin Tide, but in 40k. Um, it's it feels a lot like um, like video wise. It feels a lot like the old Left 4 Dead to me. Um, I don't know if either of you have ever played that. Uh, not that one. No. But um, like the monsters are coming in waves. It appears that you're working as a group at all times. Um, this looks a, like a lot of fun. Um, time will tell. Obviously, it's not out yet, but it is available on Steam to be added to your wish list, but it's not coming out to next year. So, 
it's going to be interesting to watch this and see what it's actually like. Obviously, being a trailer of somebody else's work, I can't play it, but I am kind of... So we've got, like... What's the ogre guys called in the Chatter Chatterchan? Or the, the big guys in the Astra Militarum, George? Oh, uh, um, um, Ogrens. Ogrens. So we've got an Ogren here. There's a Tempest. What's his face here? There's a Sister of Battle there. And there is just a normal everyday soldier here. Obviously, everybody's going to have their own strengths and weaknesses. The Ogren is clearly going to be strong but slow. More damage but slow. And then it just depends on what happens from there, I guess. Um, yeah. Moving on. This particular person, piece of news is about a week old now. But I just thought it was interesting to touch on it. The pandemic situation kind of affected everybody. Mm -hmm. um, the one that we probably touched on, uh, TT Combat completely shut down their lasers and everything. Uh, there's quite a few storefronts that just closed entirely for a while. Um, G-Dubs hasn't really been affected that much until last week. The Death Guard Codex release was delayed. Um, it hasn't come out yet. They've delayed it entirely. Um, we won't see this until 2021 at this point, which is fine. Um, I'm, there was a few people that was like, oh, well, this is why they shouldn't be getting stuff done in X country. Um leaving political sides, uh, political things aside, I just I don't think that's really a very fair thing to be saying. Um, but I'm more surprised that this hasn't happened more, especially with the amount of releases that Games Workshop do. I'm, I've been kind of waiting for them to get to the point where we don't have the next thing ready yet. And the fact that it's only happened now really, really surprises me. Well, this could uh, uh, show, like how far out GW is. Yes. Like, they're now being affected by this after 10 months. Well, they, they usually work 12 months in advance from memory. Something like that, yeah. I yeah, don't think the, there's ever been a definitive timeline, but I definitely I want, remember 12 months thrown around at some point. I, wa I want to say that uh, I was reading an interview somewhere or something like that, and one of the designers slipped that they, you know the next Primarch is a loyalist. It's designed, it's sculpted, it's ready to go. It's just, it's not released yet. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, and that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, because they're picking their time. Uh, I still believe that it's going to make you very happy, personally. Oh. I know that everybody wants it to be Sanguinius, but that doesn't make any sense in the law. Um, I well, honestly think it's going to be the lion. Yeah, exactly. There's been rumors for a long time that Sanguinius is coming back. I just don't see it happening. It's going to be the lion or the wolf. It's one of those two. I reckon it's going to be the... I honestly think... Oh, sorry. No, the wolf. Sorry. It's going to be the wolf, personally. No, uh, we know where point. the lion is, but I just don't see them bringing the lion back yet. Well, except for, like, they know where he's at, and the wolf, like, ran off and did his own thing. But in theory, he's, you know, going to come back because the signs yeah. are there. and They've summoned Bjorn to talk about it. And blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't. I, I also think this this is partly in too much of Games Workshop pushing too much too quickly. I mean, that's been a problem for a while. Though I, I understand I, why they do. I I understand that they they have a huge intellectual property. I mean, if you were to take all of the drop universe, you still don't have half of what 40k is for oh, rules yeah. and factions. And you're talking two different game systems. 
you know, I understand that they can't just be like, here is a new edition, here are all the new codexes, here's all the new... They can't do that. There's too much. Yeah. But on the other hand, they've already pushed out into another edition and they never finished releasing stuff for the, the previous edition. So, yeah. I mean... The idea is obviously supposed to be that if we keep on pushing things, people can't get distracted and realize there's other stuff out there. I mean, the whole point of White Dwarf is to stop you looking elsewhere. You, you get White Dwarf so that you look at Games Workshop stuff. It tells you everything that you need to know. You don't need to worry about what other people are releasing. Because the whole idea is that we keep everything in-house. Right. We put your blinders on. And I'm not having a go. It's just this is their marketing strategy. Um, I'm not entirely convinced it works as well as they think it does anymore. But that that's clearly the strategy. And they keep on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Because... I mean, I know this kind of Vale stuff is really good, but I can't afford that right now because Death Company's out next week or the week after or when it happens, just for example. Right, yeah. And when they've... Because their competitive side, they continue to do the um, the one thing that I've always hated 40k for, which is the power... Uh, um, power gamers? Power The power... The escalation. Like, in every army, the power next creep. army is more power. Power, power creep. creep, thank you. Um... We haven't seen Power Creep in Ninth Edition yet, but I know that we will because it's 40k. You always will. Well, yeah, that's uh, how it is. I mean, uh, Space Wolves, you know, they got their codex in uh, Eighth Edition. Thunderwolf Calvary was disgusting. Uh, Wolfen were disgusting. I mean, I had a, a Outrider detachment that was just absolutely gross. I couldn't shoot anything, but I could fly across the board in a turn and take out a knight with, yeah. you know, with troops. I That's how gross they were. And now, from what I've heard, I haven't bothered to look because I've been focusing on other stuff like uh, being being a parent and crap like that. Uh, <laughs> um, from what it sounds like, they've been neutered. Literally, neutered. Yeah. Now, Captain Sox, you've never played any Games Workshop stuff. Really. I haven't even touched it. Not, yeah. Having played a demo game or anything like that, so nope. Hypothetically... And I'm not saying that you're getting into it, because obviously you're not. But of all the discussions that we've had in both of like the Age of Sigma and 40k stuff, has there been anything that caught your eye as in, ooh, I'd like that? I would probably go more the Age of Sigmar fantasy side of, yep. of the two. Because I suppose that cause if you're going 40k, you may as well be going Star Wars figure, yeah. I suppose, because it's just, it's it, it's still sci-fi. Yep. Well, and, and this is my opinion. I think I think the Sigmar side with the fantasy, I think, is so much more a solid game right now. And it, it, it ever ever since they did the first rule change from the first release of Sigmar, it's been that much more of a solid game than 40k has ever been, in my opinion. Yeah, it still gets a lot of hate from the people that are still annoyed that fantasy is dead. Um, I think they need to get over it, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Um. Death Guard wise, they've never really been my favorite faction. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just, it's just, it's zombies in space. It's like, eh, it's in every game. Um, the Motarian is still gorgeous, but it's just, it, Nurgle's stuff has just never really interested in me. I understand why people like it. It's just not for me. Um, but we'll come back to 40k a little bit later. This next piece of news is not really going to mean much to either of you because we're talking about an Australian slash New Zealand company. Um, Kogan, most people would know Kogan for selling cheaper TVs. 
that is essentially how they started. They started as an upstart from a single guy in Sydney that kind of realised that most of these parts are purchased from the same places in China and Malaysia and so on and so forth and then put together themselves. He started a deal where he could import, well, grey import the parts and put them together uh, and basically started making his own generic TVs. Uh, it's kind of grown huh. from then. He kind of grey imports a lot of stuff. Grey importing is, for example, I'm going to buy... Uh, th- there's... What's a good example? Um, I- I'm going to buy a Switch game from the US and it's going to get shipped to me because it's cheaper then even with paying postage, it's cheaper than me buying it here, for example. Uh, that wouldn't actually be a good example, but um, it's probably not something that you see in the US a lot. It gets done in the, in Australia mainly because we get ripped off so often. Um, so there's actually a genuine market for screwing the local retailers and importing it from elsewhere. Um, and in saying that, I'm not having a go. I understand why it happens. I do it as well. Uh, it's just, it's not good for the local retail. They need to fix the Australia tax and stop accepting it. Speak with your wallet. Um, anyway, enough ranting. Kogan have paid $122 million to purchase Mighty Ape. For people that have been in the hobby for a long time, people may remember that Mighty Ape was the company that brought out Slave to Painting. Um when they wanted to get out of the business, basically. Um, Mighty Ape are a lot more than just a hobby store, though. They kind of feel a lot more like Amazon to me because they have electronics, they have games, they have... It's one of those storefronts where you name it and they carry it, most likely. Uh, It's where most of my um, Kings of War stuff has come from because they were, price-wise, probably the better one. Uh, It's where I got the stupidly cheap... Abyssal Dwarf stuff from recently. Um, but on the article here, it talks about how it's collectibles and homewares and board games and toys and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, so th- this is huge. Kogan haven't really done anything hobby-wise. I did notice that they had a few of the Frostgrave books on their website. Um, Kogan has third parties selling through them, kind of like Amazon does. Um, they're just not quite as big, but they're clearly making a push. Uh, from a customer point of view, I don't see this changing much. Like, realistically, I just don't see it happening at all. Kogan bought Dick Smith Electronics, which still exists. There's a few of their storefronts that were closed. Um, I don't see much changing from a customer point of view very much. Uh, but to me, at least, it looks like Kogan's making a bid to try to stop Amazon from getting a bigger foothold in Australia than they already do. Um, whether whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is up for debate. Um, Kogan's not exactly the small upstart company that they like to pretend they are. Uh, they were originally, but they are a multi-glomerate thing now. So, so they're like Amazon. Pretty. Much, I mean, they're not as big as Amazon. They're not even close. But the fact oh, that yeah. they just dropped at one one point two million dollars. So sorry, $122 million uh, to purchase one of their competitors is saying quite a bit. Right. Um, I just hope that it doesn't affect the hobby side of things. I don't expect that it's going to. I really don't think that you're going to see much change at all. It's probably better for them if they just keep pretending like they're a different company. 
Um, I suspect that we'll probably start seeing some hobby stuff turn, turn up on Kogan.com. It'll be interesting to say. Um, yeah. I doubt that either of you two have much thoughts on that because you don't really know nope. any of the people involved. I've... <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it is okay. what it is. It, I'm covering that for the same reason we covered the Combat Company one a few months ago. Sure. Um, which was bigger news because it was actually one of the importers as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I just don't expect it'll change much from a customer point of view. Um, however, we have new stuff coming from Marvel. Yeah, I definitely have opinions on this. Oh, Hang sorry, on. Star Wars first. There's reprints happening for Star Wars. Well, not just reprints, but the uh, Clone Wars Starfleet for both the cl- uh, clones, the Galactic Republic, and the uh, Separatist fleet, as long as they're squadron packs, they got released uh, last Friday, so we could go from yesterday. And yep. then uh, they, with the release of those starter fleets, they had to change some of the rules a little bit to add them into it. And so in order to change the rules for that, they up, they reprinted all the old upgrade cards from the original sets to yep. allow for the changes in the rules. So That actually well, makes a lot of sense. I mean, whenever reprints happen for things like this, there's always going to be someone that goes, grr, I got in there first, grr. But when there's rule changes and stuff, it kind of needs to happen. Um, so, can you buy? You can't buy their cards through the website, can you? So you can't get digital copies of them, can you? You, you have can, to actually buy them. You can. Uh, they have the uh, the erratas on on a PDF that you can download, and people have then cut, taken the picture and pasted it onto a piece of paper that you can then print just that portion of it and stick it onto your old card if you wanted to. So until they came up with these uh, reprints, so for the old Empire Rebellion sets. Yeah. So I picked up a card pack uh, just so I could have those all ready for my previous factions because uh, as part of my Christmas, I'm getting the uh, Separatist fleet. So Nice. Um, uh, now MCP there, my friend. Yeah. So Angela and Enchantress uh, models that are coming out. We also have She-Hulk, which is by far my favorite right now. Um... The Enchantress model we have seen very, very early on, uh, but I'm not 100% sure on Angela. Um, for those unfamiliar, Enchantress is from, is from the Thor side of things, uh, has not appeared in the MC, the Marvel uh, movie universe yet. Uh, they, she has been in pretty much every, every cartoon they've ever done, though. Um, Angela is an interesting one. Anybody a fan of Spawn? Uh, I, no? I know of it. I've been watching it a long time ago, but no. Angela is a character that was originally created for the Spawn universe. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. But Todd McFarlane and the creator of this character had a falling out, and they went to court over Angela, and the creator of Angela won. Uh, and then a few years later, he ended up selling the character to Marvel, and it's now in the Marvel Universe, which is just really weird. Why does it matter? It doesn't. I just found it interesting. Um, from those two, I think Angela is my preferred sculpt. I, I find the Enchantress one a little bit dull. I mean, it's not bad. It's just she's kind of floating there with a hand up. Um, I don't know. I'd kind of prefer to see her, like, pulling the magic up or something. I don't know. Um, but this next one, 
Oh my lord, this next one. I'm all over this next one. Uh, I might actually buy She-Hulk before I buy a lot of other things. Um, She-Hulk is the oh, cousin of Chris links. Banner. Yes, there's two links. Well, that looks like She-Hulk. Yep. Uh, it looks straight out of the comics. The thing I like is it actually looks like the girder she's holding is heavy, which is really hard to capture in a mini. It's for the same reason it's hard to capture in a cartoon. Um, for those unfamiliar with She-Hulk, as I said, she's the cousin of Bruce Banner. Um, there was a blood transfusion that happened and she ended up catching it. But she doesn't kind of lose control like he does. She can kind of control it, but she's also kind of that all the time now. Uh, there was this thing where she was... This is part of the character. It's not me having negative things. Um, she was kind of boring and didn't have a lot of confidence. And then she got all of these muscles and all of this sex appeal. And she was like, oh, I feel so much better now. She was like, she was like really happy that it happened. Um, she's a lawyer, which is interesting as well. Um, wait, is it lawyer? Yeah, no, yeah, she's a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, she's been a member of the Avengers. Uh, there is a TV show coming for She-Hulk at some point next year. Uh, I don't remember who's playing She-Hulk. It's probably somebody important. Well, with all the releases that Disney just put out, yeah, for, for everything, Star Wars, Marvel Universe, there's a yeah. lot coming out over the next couple of years. Yeah, oh, WandaVision, yeah. Uh, Falcon, uh, uh, Winter Soldier, and um, uh, Loki. Their trailers yeah. were just all released. Yeah, and then, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're getting from Legion is coming from the expanded universe that we're we're seeing from Clone Wars cartoon series, and so and people are speculating that we may see some stuff from the Mandalorian here in the next year or two within the Legion universe. Yeah. So that's it from the news. I've kind of kept the news smaller this week. We did kind of go on for a bit, uh, but. The reason why I've kept the news smaller is because we have a fairly heavy topic coming up in Game Talk. But very, very quickly, Hang on, I want to touch. It's time that one Bruce and two Yanks gave some attention to the indies. George has been playing with my audio since... No, I, just, I, I, I literally just uh, uh, played it from the Google Drive. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so Pop Goes the Monkey is a website that I came across about a week and a half ago. It seems to be getting advertised quite heavily on Facebook at the moment. I have suspicions that they may be connected with um, Spiky Bits, but I don't know that for a fact. Um, I only mention it because I've seen Spiky Bits share their link, um, but it could be a coincidence. Anyway, they do custom pieces for 40K models. So, hypothetically, George, let's have a look at the main website for you. And if you scroll down a little bit, you will find Wolf so, Yeah, so I have heard of this before. Um, when I was searching for uh, some frost weapons for my Thunderwolf Calvary, uh, I think with Shapeways is the 3D printing site I went through. And Pop yep. Goes the Monkey is one of the um, designers. Uh, so I don't know if the, I don't know where the connection is, but so Pop Goes the Monkey has quite a few things, and it's all three uh, D print files. Um, I didn't yeah. I didn't look to see about the files or anything, uh, but I know if you go to Shapeways, you can just 
say, I want this. I want it you know, printed like this. And then like a week later, you got it. Yep. So in the Wolf Legions, for example, there's a whole heap of shields. There's your obvious shoulder insignia. I love the Dire Wolf helms. They look kind of cool. Um, you can get patterns for the Redemptor Dreadnought to make it look more like your actual chapter. Um, backpacks, weapons. There is no shortage of what these guys have done. There's even specific character designs so that you can convert a Primaris Marine to look like a specific character um, or a type of character. So the other thing I'll say too is also he's he's broken it down into like the very you know the sub factions within the Space Wolves too. Yep. Yeah. There's a similar thing for Blood Angels, so Sanguine Legions. Uh, there's all of the shoulder pads in the world, including your Death Company stuff. There's your insignias for the shoulders as well as for your knees. There's vehicle stuff. Again, there's stuff for your Redemptor Dread. I think the thing that got me the most ex- Oh, hang on. There's, there's also, as of this morning, a giant squib that you can buy for the Orcs. They also have a Contender Dreadnought uh, for the Space Marines. So these are all for use to customize your army in 40k, but it's not 40k parts. These are all unique sculpts that they've designed themselves. Um, I've just realized that I haven't been showing any of this. Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, uh, like I said... So I, this is I, the Dread that I was just talking about. That's the Dreadnought. And just to give you an idea of all of the different factions that you can get stuff from, I'm just scrolling down while George talks. Uh, I was going to say, when I was looking for the uh, the swords and everything for my uh, for my uh, marines, um, I, I spent a lot of time looking at this guy's stuff. Um, yeah. And I can't remember... Let me... Let me sh- uh... While you're looking at that... Oh, yeah. They've checked. Oh, you found it? I found what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put this in our group chat. Because if I were to build a custom chapter of uh, Space Marines... Oh, I'm using Windows shortcuts on my Mac. That does Can not you um, put it in the Facebook chat so it doesn't screw up my video again? I suppose. Um, while you're doing that, there's also custom, which I suspect is what you're finding as well. There's custom chapters. So I've got the Ancient Egypt ones up at the moment. Well, Now, why would you want those, Brute or George? You don't need those. I mean... <laughs> you can make a marine space marine chapter. Okay, now even I think that's cool. It is cool. I mean, it's cool because you've got to have somebody on the table that's going to lose. And if anybody's going to lose, it may as well be the crayon eaters. That's right. Uh, I, I need to brush you up on a, a war fighting history of the marines there, Brucey. Uh, the, the marines? Why, are we talking about the marines, the chapter that doesn't exist anymore? Aren't they just part of the regular army now? No, they're still... They just got rid of their tanks. Oh, okay. Um, there is the thing, like the um, ancient Egypt. Sorry, I, I got sidetracked. They've designed custom weapons for like counts as stuff. So there's the Ramses blade, but if it was a chainsword, for example. Um, like this is like they have Anubis helmets. You could like make a Stargate faction, sort of. If you really wanted to, Ooh. there's a similar sort of idea with East Asia. You've got Shinto swords here. 
guandals. You've got shoulder pads that are very res resemblant of um, samurai, um, customized helms that look very similar. But they've really, really gone above and beyond here. My favorite has to be the Silverbacks. So the Silverbacks are a gorilla-themed faction. You've got arms for your Terminators. Obviously, you've got your shoulder insignia. You have gorilla helmets. Um, so, this is how big this stuff is. I'm still looking for the Silverbacks. <laughs> there it is. You've got shoulder pads with African-inspired designs on them. Uh, they call it Quentasafe or Kentasafe. It feels very um, Black Panther in its design. So I assume that it's, I'm sorry, it is an assumption. I assume it's designed on traditional stuff because most of the Black Panther stuff from the movie was. Um, I am genuinely very, very tempted by the Silverbacks. Uh, I'm not doing anything with the Silverbacks, but genuinely that's very tempting. If you was to do something like that, the good thing is, is that you could then say this counts as whatever you want. Because, oh, I'm going to be Blood Angels today. They're a, they're a chapter of the Blood Angels. They're Space Wolves tomorrow. Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because who says that they're not? It's a custom chapter that's been designed by someone else. Right. And gorillas are awesome. Uh, and one last look at the one that George likes. Sea Wolves. Right. There is a really... Stupid amount of stuff on here. Um, the Greek uh, Roman stuff. Oh they God. even have angry marines. I'm sorry, they have the angry marines. The biggest meme in 40k that's ever existed actually has parts that you can buy, including bats that have spikes coming out of them. Oh, hey, look at that. Oh, or just a big old monkey wrench. Yep. Like if you if you ever wanted to find something that was a little bit out of the ordinary. This is 100% where you want to go, without question. Um, as I said, where they started is uh, something I'm not 100% sure of. I have a feeling they might be connected with Spiky Bits somehow, um, but I could be completely wrong on that. I don't know. Um, but that's it for Aiming of the Indie for this week. Shall we move on to hobby time? Dream, blue, crying. Paint. So, how's your week been, Captain Sucks? So, started painting some of my uh, Warlord uh, Victory Sea ships. Painted the, uh, started painting the Iowa and the Essex class carrier. Nice. Uh, so, working on that. But then, I got my like I was telling you, Bruce earlier. My son's birthday is tomorrow. Went out. Yep store shopping yesterday he bought some v2 battle droids uh so i've been helping actually him and my older son oldest son put together their their clone wars stuff nice uh, so starting to teach the next generation of gamers so that's what i've been doing lately brainwashing the younger children the way it that's should right be. exactly get them hooked on minis because then they won't have money for drugs yep absolutely what about yourself george you've been up to much hobby wise i know you've had a horrible week but uh, it's I actually been a not... month since we've seen you, so... Now, let's see if I can... I did get something in the mail. Ah, camera is moving. I don't know if I'll focus in on it. Does not look like it will. Oh, yeah, it will on the, uh, the, will on the chest. So is this what you received in the mail, or is this something you've been working on? That's something I received in the mail. Nice. The, uh, the uh, uh, frost effect. 
Oh, oh yes. So we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago. It's a paint that will just replicate ice and stuff on your minis. So you actually do have to put it on really, not really heavy, reasonably heavy, and get or get any sort of effect. I put it on the trim on the shoulder pad, and my ca- my camera won't focus on it. But you can't yeah. see it. But then I put it on the 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 Aquila on the chest and around his hair. Like Try putting your hand behind the mini. Like, block the view of your face. Oh, there we go. There you go. Yep. So, yeah, you can't see it on the shoulder pad very well. It is very evident on the backpack. Yeah. And on the... Oh, no, the it's bro- on, right around the corner there. I can see it. Yeah. And so I put it on pretty heavily on the chest and on the hair itself of the Mini, too. Yeah. And, and it turned out reasonably well. Uh, I'm... I am mostly happy with it. it I'm not even going to try to show it because it'll be nearly impossible. But it creeped down onto the eyebrows, and the eyebrows just turned into frost. And nice. Left so, cool. so <clears throat> I'm probably going to have to go through and paint all the heads with it uh, for my uh, Space Wolves army. Um, the, How the liberal more, do you have to be with the paint? Uh, not as heavy as a... It's really hard to gauge because I'd say like a, 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 a coat and a half to get any sort of effect. Like doing a thin coat like I did on the shoulder pad yielded almost no result. But then like getting it on pretty heavy, like to the point of I was covering detail is what it took to get on the chest and the the, the head effect. Yeah. So, so just like kind of like, you know, normal painting with so, some wet paint, you know, it's like... You put a, a nice, you know, nice smooth coat down, and then it'll dry out and into the the detail recesses. So, uh, been having some fun with that. Uh, I've been working on just trying to get stuff cleaned up. Uh, I've been I've been prepping for my uh, kitchen remodel, and that has just been turning my house into chaos. So, yeah, I can th- imagine things getting get, been getting piled everywhere. So, um, that being said, uh. Not going to talk about too much here, but uh, I, I've been looking at some stuff to to work on doing uh, video content uh, with a uh, better quality and and much easier too. Yeah, which you've kind of been looking in the same sort of directions that I have um, for the same reasons, just trying to get better content out because there's only so much you can do with a webcam. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean the webcams are great, but yeah, there is only so much you can do with them. And they're always trying to focus on a body part. So if you're trying to paint something, it'll focus on your hand and it won't look at the mini. And um, it, it makes things interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, personally, I have some new drop fleet stuff that arrived. I have the new boarding cutters, the Hirokus. Ooh, I was just looking at those. Those look pretty cool. Yeah. I've also got a thing of monitors. And I've realized as of this morning that this means I have two packets of them because I've already ordered them before. But that's all right. I can just build them as different versions. Um, along with that, I don't know how well these are going to show up. I've got some Eastern Eastern Empires terrain from TT Combat that I get to build up. These are just like small house type things uh, for a Bushido board. Uh, and I have a starter set for the new... Digimon card game. I'm not a huge Digimon person, but it looked interesting, and it's the same people that made the uh, Dragon Ball game, so it's kind of interesting to check that out. Um, it's kind of completely sold out everywhere right now. My advice would be don't try to buy it until January. You will get ripped off. Uh, there, there was a preview event of the English version that pretty much sold out worldwide. 
very, very quickly. Um, you can buy things, but it's only from the scalpers right now. There will be more stock coming in in January, but that is going to be limited as well. It's kind of been hit, same as COVID. But otherwise... Oh, and the Skeletor arrived. Otherwise, most of my hobby time has actually been concentrated on the lore of something that I'm doing. Now, I know both of you guys know this already, but I'm, I'm trying to play it cool here. There's, there's been a game that I've talked about getting back into and then like, no, I'm not doing it. And then I'm getting back into it. No, no, I'm not doing it. Well, I finally brought 40K stuff. It hasn't arrived yet, but I have brought it. But it's not the Necrons. It's the Space Marines. I'm rebuilding my original Blood Angels army. But I'm going to try and do this the smart way this time. Because like most people, when I got into the hobby, I just brought everything that looked cool. And I need one of those. I'll buy one. But I'm, I've brought a copy of the Adonimus box set. Indomitus. It's a horrible word. Indomitus box set. Because it's the smartest way to buy in for Blood Angels. Everything's kind of good with it. Um, I'm undecided what I'm going to do with the Necrons. I might just keep them, honestly. Uh, because I was already interested in them. Um, and just keep them as a, just a painting project. But we'll see. I may sell them. We'll see. Um, but I am going to build a custom Blood Angels chapter from scratch. Uh, and this time... Because the original time I built my army, which ended up being huge, but it was mostly unpainted and stuff and unfinished because I just had to keep on... I, I, I fell for the, the power creep and it's like, oh... That's no good. I haven't even finished it. Well, I better buy the thing that is good. Um, but I'm trying to be more... I'm trying to be clever in the way that I make my purchases this time. I already know that I wanted a Redemptor Dreadnought. I am getting custom pieces for that, but not from the website we were just looking at. I'd ordered from somewhere else before I found them. Um, from the one that George... From Scalebro, the one that George pointed out a week or so ago. Uh, the reason I reacted so heavily to your... Remember those wolf armor things that you shared for the Redemptor Dread? Oh, yeah, the Libra Demonica. Yep. I already have some of those coming, but I have the Blood Angel version. I have the uh, Space Wolf coming now, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a Redemptor coming yet. I will have one coming, but I, I just haven't ordered it yet. It's out of stock, uh, which is but, fine. My, mine's down there in a box. I don't own anything 40k right yet. Well, I suppose I do. It's just in the mail. Um... So yeah, the, the plunge is made, um, and the plunge is being made with the faction that I swore that I would never sell, and then did sell. Um, Blood Angels is my first 40k love, and I kind of want to rebuild it again. Uh, I'm not. Go I'm going to be building it so that it's reasonable to play with. I'm not a competitive playing person. I actually hate the competitive 40k scene, and I do mean hate. I'm used, like I find it really, really annoying. Personally, I just like custom. I, I just like friendly games. The reason I'm going to build my army to lean that direction is because I'm not the best 40k player in the world. Dice hate me. Uh, it's the only chance I actually have of having a competitive game. Um, because, I mean, we have all seen it at this point. D6s in particular hate me with a seething passion. Um, <laughs> It just, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, it's finally happening. Um, my airbrush is probably going to get a lot of use. Question I have for the audience is whether people would like to hear me talk about the law behind my custom chapter or not. Um, 
it's still very much in the development stage at this stage, but if anybody would be interested in like a video or an audio of me talking, whether it be front uh, or whether we do it behind the scenes through the Patreon, um, whether people would like to hear it. Because there's definitely going to be a lot of work going into it, but that doesn't mean that other people will find it interesting. Oh, I can't believe I did it. <laughs> it's happening. It's fine. <laughs> Is this why you're saying that I'm going to be doing well in Exodus because you've done this now? Yes. No. You were already, you're going to do it eventually. The only thing that's stopping you at this point is you already have too many unpainted projects. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything right here. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we move into game talk? Let's move into game talk. Talk nerdy to me. Okay. This following subject is going to be a touchy one. It involves attacks that have been made on people within the hobby that we think are extremely inappropriate. We will do our best not to read the insults that are the most heinous. Um, but just keep in mind, if you're someone that finds this sort of subject touchy uh, because of your background or whatever, just keep in mind, we are not the people that have made any of these attacks. To my knowledge, we don't know the people that have made these attacks. Um, I have personally spoken with one of the people that's received one. Uh, I don't know them, but I've spoken with them. Um, I'm not saying that this is a new thing in the hobby, but it's definitely something that we've seen more of of late. We've kind of briefly touched on it a couple of episodes ago about like the attacks going on to female people in the hobby. Um, it's not just that. Um, it's definitely a heavy part of it. About a month and a half ago, oh, the other thing I'm not going to do is mention the names of the people involved because we haven't been given express permission to actually mention them. Um, so we're going to talk about the subject, but not about the actual people. All of the things that we are going to discuss, if you want to look for them, can be found on either Twitter or Facebook. Uh, the first one came from Twitter and received quite a bit of attention. It's the reason why I wanted to talk about this to begin with. Um, this was a female that's in the hobby. Um, I don't know this person. Uh, I've never spoken with this person. I did attempt to reach out to them. Um, listeners of the podcast from a few episodes ago may actually make the connection now because I think I might have mentioned on air that I had approached them. Um, basically, I'm going to talk around this message to try to give you an idea of why I want to talk about this. The message received starts by saying that they're a poor excuse for a woman, that their painting is terrible, and that they are, and I quote, not welcome in the Warhammer community. That is then followed by a racial slur uh, and an S-word that is very nasty to use towards women. Um, it also mentions someone else in the hobby. I don't know who this other person is because uh, it's censored. Uh, I don't know that this person is involved. I also don't know who it is. Um, apparently, stand for liking everything that this other person stands for and that this particular person that's being attacked is just a hater. Um, it, talks, it then goes on to talk about the history uh, and about how if things had been done right when this person was born... They would have not even been allowed to live. Basically, they're suggesting they should have been killed 
when they were born, um, followed by more racial slurs. Um, and then it goes to talk on about how the type of people that we need in the hobby and not you. Uh, telling them to go and die in a nuke, uh, more racial slurs, more racial slurs. Um, talks about how we need more beautiful white princesses like, I don't know who, the, it, it senses the name of the person, um, not more racial slurs. And this is just one. Now, don't get me wrong. Personality clashes are going to happen. George had a personality clash with somebody earlier this year. It's going to happen. Very different subject to what we're talking about, though. This is just outright abuse. Like, there was a point in time where we had almost no women in the hobby at all. And it's been a problem for a long time. But because somebody is online and they're in the hobby, that, that's... I know that these well, guys have actually read the message that I'm referring to, and they know why I'm not quoting specific things. But Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm going to go into this from the standpoint of the reason why this was sent is because, well, one, the guy's just a Neanderthal and just, you know, stupid as hell. Two, yeah. he's part of that good old boys club where, you know, this is where the guys go and hang out. This is where he goes and hangs out with his friends. He doesn't need whatever, whomever, invading his his hobby time with his friends. Yeah, the, which is very much where the next one's leading into as well. The next part of the... And and this is nothing new. This can be... No. You know, in Captain Sox, you, you can probably attest to this too with the uh, diversity you see in the, the Air Force. But this yeah. is this is not a new problem. We're just no. now in an age of technology to where everything is so documented and everyone has a publication platform to share this on now to to unfortunately show how many narrow minded idiots we have out there. It's probably the it's probably the best thing about Twitter is that you have a platform to be able to share these things now. Um, like none of this is new. Uh, th this next one is kind of. Like, it starts with a comment on YouTube. It's like, uh, you're why people don't take female reviewers seriously. The person actually responded, basically calling them on their crap. Uh, I'm just reading this ahead. No, this is safe to read. Uh, so, because I play the game, have all the books, played at a comp level, have 17 different armies, run a game store, and because I'm better than you will ever be at this game? Question mark. Because trolling the trolls. The response is the thing that I wanted to point out. No, because you use your, I'm going to say breasts, but it doesn't say breasts, as clickbait just to admit it's not in an actual ban list 20 seconds into the video. Um, so because this person is female, their physical form is clickbait. When This actually comes from a, a video that was actually labelled accurately and very, like, the video was actually talking about the subject and they're basically that there's a picture of her in the frame, which almost all YouTubers do. Um, like literally almost all of them do. Um, and it's usually something like, or something, but there's always, but because she's female, it's clickbait when it's clearly not advertised as that sort of video. This boys' club shit needs to stop. I mean, you don't have to play with girls if you don't want to. It's okay, but you can't attack people for wanting to be in a hobby. Um, the last one has actually come on 
semi-recently. Um, well, and, and this is... Who remembers a, Matthew Ward and the hate around Matthew Ward for quite a while? Matt, Matt Ward was hated at for a long time for some of the law changes he made to 40K. Um, rightly or wrongly. Um, but he censored it. Um, the email address was apparently fu at, but it was a fake email address, obviously. They've edited it to be smart. <laughs> of course they are. Um, I'm going to kind of talk through this one again. But, but what gives you the right to change the Warhammer 40K universe so heavily that it impacts on the enjoyment of millions of people around the world? You tiny... You can probably guess which direction that's going. The Ultra Smurfs are... So, but this is a fanboy that's throwing a tantrum over the fact that the law had got changed. Uh, this was very, very common at one point, very publicly too. Um, the same thing was happening around the fantasy universe because he was very involved in that. Um, there's rumours that this man was attacked in a car park at one point by these sorts of people. I don't know if that's true, but if it is, that's even worse. Well, I, I, it wouldn't shock me. Um, there's a fairly famous uh, uh, video uh, when they uh, killed uh, Warhammer Fantasy and went to Age of Sigmar where some guy raged, put out his entire Dark Elves army, doused it in an accelerant, and lit it on fire. Yeah. That's, yep. th these are the same people doing this. Yeah. Um, uh, the quote on the person that shared this on Twitter was, if there's one bright side of not writing for Black Library anymore... It's that I no longer receive delightful emails like these, which was in response to what Matt Ward had um, shared, uh, suggesting that this is very, very common. Our hobby is at a point at this stage where it's growing rapidly. Not everybody's going to like the fact that there's more people playing it, but we need more people in this hobby or the hobby is going to die. That, that is, I'm not saying the hobby is dead, but if you don't get new people on the hobby, it will eventually die. People drop out of the hobby all the time. Not everybody that gets into this hobby is a kid. Not everybody is male or female. Uh, there's a huge trans community in the hobby. Um, we, to some extent, have gotten over these gatekeeping stuff with painting practices and stuff a long time ago. Captain Socks and I kind of touched on that last episode or the one before. Yeah. But... I mean, I'm not white knighting here. None of these people need me to back them up. They've all defended themselves quite capable, capably. The, the YouTuber, she did a, a, a very spot-on job herself. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. Her, her final response is, yet you're here giving me views and commenting. Do me a favor and like the video and ring the bell for notifications. Like, she's just, she's bugs bunnied it. Um, where it's like, kiss, kiss kissing up to be being cruel to be kind or whatever whatever that term is but we're in a hobby that needs more people we're in a hobby that hasn't always been taken very seriously in ways that we didn't appreciate ways that we didn't appreciate and now that it is starting to get treated seriously we're going to complain about we're getting what we want is how it feels anyway um like i said it's a touchy subject there's a reason we waited like a month before talking about this uh, most of what I've shown the guys here, and I'm not showing on the screen for a very obvious reason, uh, but most of why what I'm sharing on here happened 
within like 12 hours of when we recorded that time we first mentioned it a month ago. Uh, and we kind of felt like we wanted to let the dust settle and not talk about it while it was still such a hot topic. Um, there's hobbyists that have legitimately left Twitter over similar things, um, especially like the attacks on the females is... It doesn't mean they can't defend themselves, but the fact that it's happening as frequently as it is, is really terrifying. I mean, these are people that you might know. I mean, females getting getting pictures of people's private parts is common enough, let alone the threats and the, the violent crap that's being spewed out about how people should have been killed when they were born. Well... And I think part of the issue is, too, is, you know, for the longest time, you know, the, the face of the hobby was the quote unquote, you know, you know, mouth breathing, ham yeah. basement dwellers with the bad attitude. And yeah. the hobby has expanded beyond that personality. I mean, you know, you know, look at Captain Sox, at least. Right. Um, <laughs> but he's a normal thing that actually actually has like a family and kids and stuff. Yeah. But but unfortunately that group of people is still the face of the hobby and yeah. they're, they're still spitting out there, you know, holier than thou, you are not, you know, worthy of this hobby because of whatever reason they have. And yeah. I, and for those to, for those talking about the black library stuff being changed, go and read some more books. The law of 40 K is the most unreliable source you can find it's been changed from day one it's never been consistent it's always been updated and changed um a very obvious example uh the eldar wraith knight when it was introduced and this is an example that's being used from one of the people that was attacked um the eldar wraith knight was never in the law when they designed it they referenced a picture that was not a wraith knight it was very clearly something else um they just wrote it in a way that it felt like it made sense. Um, they kind of did the same thing with um, when the Blood Angels found their Baal Predator with the hotted up engine. It never existed, but they wrote it in a way that made sense, uh, where it felt like it belonged there, um, as opposed to the Imperial Knights that did actually exist in Epic, and that's where their source comes from. Um, Star Wars changed too. Sorry. I, mean, I don't like the changes they made to Star Wars either, but it doesn't mean I'm going to go and threaten to kill George Lucas, or you know, send uh, Haiti or the four-year-old, or the sorry, the ten-year-old that was playing the character that's now that that's a really depressing story with the way he got treated. Uh, I was also going to mention a guy who played Jar Jar Binks. You know, he received yeah, actually contemplated suicide. I mean, you yep. know, and that is where this stuff leads, unfortunately. There was a wrestler. Uh, I know you guys aren't. There's a there's a Japanese wrestler that literally did do that, like about a month and a half ago, as a result of these sort of things. Like th this 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 stuff is obviously not okay, but it, it goes further than that. You're 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 responsible for the death of people to the point where you should be getting held accountable. Yeah. And laws will change eventually to. There's already talk of that in most government authorities of bringing laws into effect because of it. I know that the US and Australia has both mentioned it. The UK have been talking about it for a while too. The UK is probably going to be the first uh, to the party with it. But 
your anonymous your anonymous thing online is not going to last. It doesn't like even last now. But that shouldn't be why you're not doing it. You want to have some friends? Try being friendly. Well, that's that's the problem with these uh, basement dwelling mouth breathers. They don't yeah. know how to have friends. Yeah. If they're yeah. if they're not mouth breathing uh, basement dwellers. So. Sorry the game talk was such a sour topic today. Um, like I said, I mean, it probably comes across like I'm white knighting. It's not really the intention. It's This is a subject that I felt was that important that you can't just not talk about it. This stuff does happen in person as well. It's not just online. Um, I mean, there are stores that you will walk into and feel instantly uncomfortable. Not necessarily because of this, but situations like this. Um, if you've got people that are like that in your gaming groups, you need to kind of say something because being quiet about it is not the answer. Um, I mean, if this person is the one that spends most of their money in that store, maybe I can understand why the store owners don't want to say something. But if I'm sitting here talking about how I think somebody should be killed because of the sort of person that they are. Or have a um, Yeah, because someone's from um, Alderaan, they should be dead. And you're not pointing that out. It kind of looks like you agree with them. Just saying. Anyway, I don't think we have any upcoming events. There's well, certainly I, none that I know of. Uh, I just found out or saw in... Uh, well, go ahead, Bruce. George. No, there's. I don't know of any upcoming events. Las Vegas Open just got cancelled uh, for next year. I just heard. Oh, so. damn. No. Yep. Yeah, I just saw it uh, post in my Star Wars group on Facebook a few days ago. LVO was the last of the big ones that happened before COVID, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. It was either that one or there might have been one after it. Have they said anything about doing it online or something instead, or are they just cancelling entirely? Uh, they might be doing something like they did with uh, Gen Con where they had some online stuff, but I haven't read into it too much. So. Cool. Disappointing to hear. Yeah, but with uh, COVID the way it still is, we we may see some conventions still be put on hold for another ten months or so. Unfortunately. Yep. Oh well. That being the case, then, despite the sour topic that we ended up, <laughs> if you would like to support us, you can do that at two dollars a month. Um, like we do, try to talk about quite a few topics here, hobby wise. Uh, we're trying to improve video quality, as you heard George referring to. Um, that there's little things that we've been trying to do to improve the quality of the videos that we're doing, uh, trying to push new content, get more people listening. Um, if you can spare $2 a month, that's literally all it is, patreon.com slash getting tabled. The best place to follow us on media is Facebook, facebook.com slash getting tabled. It's the first place that anything gets posted. If we're going to pick on each other, it's usually the first time that we make a joke at somebody's expense. Uh, we do have a Twitter, which is at Getting Tabled. That's also the Instagram handle. Uh, and the website um, is gettingtabled.weebly.com. If you'd like to email us, which for some reason I haven't put there, it's gettingtabled.gmail.com. Have I missed anything? Uh, YouTube, if you search Getting Tabled. Oh, yeah. um... Aha, yes. Vidas <laughs> us on YouTube. It's the only place that you'll be able to look at the video version of this one week later. Our Patreons get exclusive access to the video version of the podcast for the first four to five days, uh, and then it becomes available publicly the, the weekend after it's gone live. 
And then with that being said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. Holy shit, we talk a lot. Except that was mostly me. That was...